Welcome to Business Line's State of the Economy podcast, where you'll find insight, analysis, and the story behind the numbers. Hello and welcome to the State of the Economy podcast. I'm Jyoti Datta. If you've ever found yourself searching for your medical records just as you head to your doctor, well, you're not alone. But I think the, you know there are systems that are now coming into place, and the government is now trying to make it a little easier through what is being called the digital health locker. where medical records are stored online but then that comes with its own concerns of data protection these of use and more and to explain uh, you know digital health lockers how they fit into the ayushman bharat um, digital health mission and so on we have sohit kapoor co-founder briefcase who's an early participant in this segment which is becoming increasingly um, significant uh, in the healthcare space so Thank you, Mr. Kapoor, for being here. Thank you so much, Jyoti, for having me. Right. So to get started now, you know, for those who may not be quite familiar with this, how you know, if you can give us a little insight into how does the digital health uh, uh, locker, you know, sort of work, and what is the differentiation with the personal health record app, for example? Sure. So let me uh, let me actually take a step back, Jyoti, and start with the Ayushman Bharat digital mission. Uh, as you mentioned this is a new mission launched by the government of india with the objective of digitizing or bringing about digitization in the indian healthcare ecosystem now as you see digitization has kind of been a part of our lives across segments across sectors but healthcare has been lagging a bit and it is to promote the digitization in healthcare that this mission is uh, has come about this is a mission very similar in its Uh, approach to the upi framework where you have different banks which are connected to the framework and as a customer as a consumer you can transfer money from one bank to another using a third party application which is called the upi app now let's remove money from this equation and replace it with healthcare information and in some sense you arrive at the ayushman bharat digital mission or abdm in abdm every citizen of this country can create an abha an ayushman bharat health account which is a unique identifier to the citizen all your health information can be tagged to this abha becomes a part of this abha and the moment it becomes a part of this abha you can share it with your doctor with the hospital lab the same way that you were transferring money earlier using a upi app so with this broad construct of the abdm now let's jump into the two terms that you used one is a phr app which is a personal health records app and the second is the functionality of a digital health locker when it comes to the phr app this app is similar to your upi app so call it a google pay or a phone pay the application which you use to approve movement of money from one bank account to another the phr app plays that role in the ayushman bharat digital mission this is an application for the consumers for the end users where an end user can create her abha her health id unique identifier that i spoke about she can link her providers the way you link your bank accounts to your upi app and most importantly she can consent to movement of health information 
you would hear me talk about this consent terminology quite a lot as we speak because this is the most important aspect of the mission the mission gives complete control to the patient to the user or the citizen on her health information so no information moves from one player to another from one organization to another unless until the patient has approved it and therefore the phr apps become a critical part of this ecosystem because they are the connect of the patient of the citizen into the framework so if you want to transfer money using upi you need to have a upi app if you want to be a participant of abdm you need to have a phr app that's the role of the phr app as as you spoke about we've been an early participant in this and dreamcase is an approved phr app so using dreamcase you can do all the functionalities that i spoke about the last bit of the question that is still remain remains to be answered is the digital health locker now this digital health locker functionality is a very powerful functionality what it does is it helps you as a patient to aggregate to collect all your health information in one place in a secured environment so this functionality the digital health locker functionality can be an independent application an independent app or it could be a part of some of the phr apps in our case in dreamcase the digital health locker functionality is a part of the same application the same app dreamcase so what this does as i said if you look at the indian context your doctors your labs your healthcare providers are spread across it's very rare that you go to the same hospital for all ailments for all family members your family physician is separate your dentist is separate uh, your you know as as a female your gynec will be separate your child's pediatrician would be a part of a separate network so your medical information in an indian context is actually spread across the digital health locker functionality brings it all together for you a question that will come to your mind is how does it happen today today you are actually doing it physically you will all have a cabinet at home or one place where you try to stack all your health records and as you said jyoti in your introduction when it comes to finding those health records eight out of 10 times we are struggling to find the right record at the right time true the digital health locker takes care of that absolutely i mean that's the story of most of our lives i think when you look for a particular you know health related uh, report or paper you never find it so does this also help with um, you know if someone is sitting in coimbatore or someone is sitting in chandigarh if you move from one place to another you you know you don't need to physically carry your things across and uh, you know uh, it's it's portable in that sense absolutely the ayushman bharat health account that i spoke about is a pan india account so the moment you've created an abha for yourself whenever you go to a healthcare provider whether it's a lab hospital clinic a question you should ask them is if they are abdm integrated if they are a participant of abdm if they are you can provide your abha and all your health information from that provider gets linked to the abha then it doesn't matter whether you are as you said in chandigarh or coimbatore or in uh, uh you know in guwahati or in shrinagar or in rajkot 
you will have access to this health information all the time more importantly your doctors your care providers will have access to this information all the time provided you consent to them receiving the information right absolutely so there are other players also right in the segment and you see um, so who holds all all this data who's you know uh, the repository of all this data that's a great question jyoti because you know uh, data is uh, uh, the data privacy data security is becoming such a critical question in current uh, uh, scenario so the way the stack is designed is that the healthcare provider where the original information was created is supposed to hold the information that's the primary source of the information there are rules around how long they are supposed to hold that information varying from 3 years to 10 years depending on whether it's an opd scenario an ipd scenario or a critical case so that is where that's the source of original information the digital health locker becomes your own secured vault where you have a verified copy of the information now there are two aspects to um, uh, why this becomes critical to understand see what happens is as i said the provider will hold your information only for a period ranging from 3 to 10 years as we know that the life spans of in the current world for humans is increasing every day so let's say if you were if you had a life span of 80 years after 3 years or 10 years your information is not uh, man- maintained by the provider so unless until you've pulled it in your locker digital health locker it will get removed from the system so from a locker's perspective or rather from your perspective keeping it in the locker provides you a lifetime storage an important aspect here is that the government or the ayushman bharat digital mission server does not see any health information that's a conscious call from a data privacy perspective that once the patient or the user has given the consent the health information moves directly from the sending party to the receiving party and the central server of the government has no role in it so therefore you don't have to worry about government having access to your health information uh, and also for any other participant as i said and i repeat it a few times that the information will flow only basis your specific consent right happy to hear the word consent come up so many times we'll come to that again so you know what we've seen uh, you know in the recent years is that you know there've been cyber attacks on healthcare institutions and mm-hmm. something which we used to see you know overseas more often now we are seeing it whether it's in terms of you know ransomware or even data leakages whether it's all india medical or covin directly indirectly but you know at the end of the day when someone sees uh, you know that data leaks out then there's always that concern how do you know one side is of course the institutions need to be strong and uh, you know protected but as as individuals how does one ensure there is no misuse of your data sure so you know uh, you're absolutely right as data becomes uh, an important part of our life uh, all sorts of elements good and bad realize the value of that data and therefore you see increasing instances of cyber security cyber attacks and cyber security instances the starting point as you said rightly is that the institutions need to take 
data security very very seriously and that is happening you see all around there is lot more consciousness and institutions are enhancing their uh, security protocols day in and day out as an individual also it is very critical for us to be mindful of this entire game of data and how it can be exploited the favorite analogy that i keep giving everyone is that how we follow security protocols in our daily lives in our physical lives we need to start following protocols in our digital life as well the start of this is to realize that your digital life is as important your digital avatar is as important as your physical avatar so if you leave your house do you leave the door open never right you would lock the door within the house if you have valuables either you put them in a bank locker or you will have a safe storage place in the house when you are walking down the street and it's uh, dark and it's empty or lonely you you are extra alert you know about your security you are mindful of the uh, environment around you it is these simple and similar protocols that you need to follow in your digital life your passwords your otps they are the key to your house like how you don't give your key to the key of the house to strangers you don't give your password and otps to strangers how when you are in a digital environment like in a physical environment you're conscious of what's happening around you in a digital environment you have to be conscious of what's happening around you you don't enter a strange place a strange house just like that without having a specific reason or without being invited or without knowing what's happening likewise don't click on uh, unknown links or links coming from sent there is nothing like free lunch there is no one out there who wants to give you money for free so once you're mindful once you're conscious of these things you will start seeing that the overall security levels in the system start increasing yes there are malefied actors there are state sponsored actors there are countries around the world who are sponsoring such activities for uh, in an nefarious reasons but more often than not you would see that the the data leaks or that the instances that are coming up are coming up because of some human uh, error whether it is laxity in terms of maintaining uh, you know security of your own credentials either at the individual level or at the institution level right so yeah like you said it's all you know it's in the hands of uh, the person that uh, you know puts out that information there to keep it safe as well um in terms of you know we are assuming that you know we are going by the coverage of smartphones and all of that and and also the language uh, how does when you look at you know having a digital locker or, or, or navigating this space um, do you have a multilingual kind of approach and uh, what happens to people or areas where maybe the smartphone is not um, is not accessible for some other reason um, you know or people don't use smartphones sure let's let's break it down into two parts when it comes to the the linguistic part or the language part you are absolutely right that you know in a diverse country like india you have a large population speaking english but you even have a larger population than that which is not speaking uh, english 
so as an organization the approach we have taken is to go multilingual so our phr app and health locker which is dreamcase is available in english and hindi uh, right now and we plan to add other languages as we uh, go along so certainly uh, multilingual will be the way forward not only for dreamcase but for other participants in the uh, healthcare ecosystem and ecosystems beyond that i think that's the um, uh, that's the easy one and a clearer one on the smartphone bit you're absolutely right yes that while the penetration of smartphone has increased a lot over the last 5 to 7 years and thanks to the geo and the whatsapp impact people have become more comfortable and uh, you know use it a lot but there is certainly a wide population which is outside of the ambit of the smartphone this consciousness is there at all levels whether it is at the government level whether it is at the ecosystem level or individual organizations level we are conscious of that market we are actively working on figuring out solutions uh, how to involve or how to include that population also in this framework some start has been made so for example creation of your abha can be done using biometric can be done using uh, face authorization and this can be done at the hospitals as well it's not necessary that you have to create your abha on your own using a smartphone you can actually walk up to the hospitals which are a part of the uh, uh, the abdm framework and you know get your abha created there using one of the offline modes but as i said this is just the start a lot more work needs to be done the consciousness is there and in in the next few months and quarters and years i see a lot more happening on this front and solution becoming you know far more pervasive we will start seeing for example ivr based consent mechanisms uh, some other modes of consent mechanism the idea is to uh, involve the entire population of 1.4 billion into the ayushman bharat digital mission right so um that's interesting so obviously a lot more action coming up so um in in an earlier interaction you know you've said that digitizing healthcare is way trickier than the upi the unified payments interface so how so sure so jyoti you know we talk a lot about this being the upi of healthcare but at the same time one thing that we are conscious about and we keep talking about is digitization of healthcare is extremely uh, tough or far trickier or tougher than digitizing payments was why do i say so is because see ultimately on the payments side the currency is single you are talking about indian rupee inr which is in some sense same whether it lies in your bank account or mine the impact is largely the same the value is largely the same yes the relative value may change but the absolute value you know is kind of set in stone if i can say so in healthcare there are multiple levels of challenges or differences first of all you're not talking about a single data parameter there are thousands of parameters so you have your sugar levels and there will be many many parameters to track sugar levels cholesterol needs to be tracked in multiple parameters so there is essentially for everything there will be many parameters to track that b equally importantly the value of that parameter is different for all of us so for for my mother who's diabetic 
an HbA1c level of 7 would be regarded as, oh, she's got some control back on her diabetes. While for me, that HbA1c level of 7 means I am getting into a diabetic mode. So it's not good news for me. So this is one level of challenge in the underlying healthcare data. The second level of challenge comes to the ecosystem. In UPI, you had large bank, which had a large share of the market, who had been digitized in some shape and form for many, many decades, thanks to core banking solutions and all the efforts being made over the last few decades. So the moment you got the 10, 20, 30 banks as a part of the ecosystem, you could say that you were making a meaningful impact in the payment uh, world. In healthcare, you're talking about 2 million doctors, lakhs of labs, and about 70,000 hospitals, big and small, which are a part of the so-called healthcare ecosystem. And it's not that all of them or a large part of them are already digitized. So you have to first get some of those digitized, cover a certain share of the market, and then you would be able to start seeing the impact on a wider basis. So because of these two core reasons, we believe it will be trickier to um, uh, digitize healthcare as compared to UPI. But a very strong start has been made. So that gives us a lot of confidence that, uh, you know, the whole ecosystem is geared up to meet these challenges. But yes, we do set the expectations for everyone that, uh, you know, you have to view this in the right context. And in case the progress seems slower as compared to UPI, there is no reason to get uh, dejected because uh, this is a far taller mountain to climb. It is, it is really a gargantuan uh, task that's, that's up ahead. But um, have, have the benefits already started coming through? Could you give us any illustrations of how these digital systems have helped for the patient? For example, I think the government had, you know, the Ministry of Health had spoken about the OPD example, if you'd want to explain, or any other. Sure. So, you know, early days here, but yes, certainly the benefits have started flowing in. And, uh, you know, one thing when people ask me is, how do you track the success of a solution or an ecosystem-wide platform? Uh, the uh, In my mind, it is when people start adopting it without any push, so as to speak. And there are early signs of that. So let me pick up the first use case that has got launched uh, for um, ABDM a few months back. Essentially, in public hospitals, the registration process is very tedious. I'm talking about the OPD registration. So as a patient, you go to the reception counter and you have to register yourself by giving demographic details and the details of the ailment or the kind of doctor you want to meet. It sounds simple enough when we talk, but this is in the, uh, the din and noise of the uh, reception. It becomes like an 8 to 10 minute interaction because of which the queues for OPD registration extend for many hours. So it's very common to see people, patients in public hospitals come up and start lining up from early in the morning or in case of some large hospitals like uh, uh, Ames, probably the previous evening so that they get to the reception counter in time and are able to get what is called the OPD slip. This process has now been replaced in a, lo a lot of public hospitals by a QR code mechanism. So QR codes have been pasted in the reception areas. 
patients can come in scan the qr code using um, uh, using a phr app and once that registration is done or once that scanning is done their demographic details which are stored in the abha can be shared with the hospital and the registration can be done in case the patient doesn't have an abha she can create the abha during this uh, process right very interesting so as a final question uh, so you know the ayushman bharat digital mission where does it go from here what is the next layer we you know there is this talk about the unified health interface so maybe you could explain how that works and what that would mean for um, whether it's the businesses or even customers patients sure that's again uh, a great question jyoti because that was exactly in my mind as to what we have still not covered so let me uh, let me talk about where abdm goes from here so the abdm has as a next step at the framework level the next step would be flow of health information we spoke about the uh, registration process opd registration process and how that has picked up now we are seeing increasingly hospitals and labs becoming a part of it and sharing healthcare information so patients and users and citizens will start seeing their healthcare information on the phr apps and health lockers in a big way in the coming months so that will by itself be something novel or new that this country has seen that instead of you trying to keep uploading or keep updating your health locker or the phr app the moment a record is uploaded by your provider it will start showing in your phr app so you will always have all your records uh, with you i think that will be a big next step from a patient experience perspective moving ahead there are two more layers which are getting launched or which have in one case already got uh, soft launched which is one is the unified health interface and the other is the national health claims exchange let's pick both of them one by one so when it comes to the unified health interface or uhi the idea here is suppose today you want to consult teleconsult with a doctor the doctor usually tells you which app or platform she is a part of and would expect you to install or register on the same app therefore that ecosystem is closed so if the doctor says i am on abc app you go and install the abc app similarly if you want to order medicine online or book a lab test online both the provider and the patient or the consumer of the health in, uh, health service need to be on the same platform or application right the uhi basically democratizes that it makes the healthcare services interoperable so doctors can be on any platform of their choice and patients or consumers of health services can be on any end user application and the two can transact this has as i said we've already done a soft launch of this um, uh, in the form of tele consultations so on the treatcase platform which is an end user application you can tele consult with doctors available from two three platforms which are a part of this soft launch going forward more and more platforms will become a part of the platform so the idea is if you are on any on any end user application you can access all all the services beyond tele consultation this will go to pathology pharmacy ambulances blood banks essentially any healthcare service that you need you don't have to install many different applications of the providers 
through a single application that will be your window to the healthcare world where you will be able to store all your health information thanks to the phr and the health locker and access all these health services so that again from a patient experience perspective would, would bring about a sea change this is the uhi framework the last thing that i spoke about was the national health claims exchange now today if you see the health claim process uh, it's it's fairly tedious and time consuming even in case of cashless claims when you're getting discharged it takes hours and hours for the discharge process to happen we all have those harrowing stories where doctor told us to get discharged at 11 in the morning but we finally reach home at 11 at night because the whole insurance process and the so called tpa process took a lot of time and that's not there's no uh, specific uh, you know it's not that there is uh, it's it, there is anything malefied in that it's just that the process takes time because it is manual process and every insurance company or tpa follows a different protocol the national health claims exchange is trying to streamline that trying to get the insurance companies tpas and hospitals on a single platform so that the interaction is far more seamless lot more automation can be brought about and these claim processing uh, instances that i am talking about instead of hours becomes the matter of minutes even your reimbursement claims which today you submit all the paperwork and then hope and pray for your money to come in 6 to 8 weeks even that will get streamlined as a part of that so overall with all that we've spoken about over the last few minutes jyoti the whole idea is that ayushman bharat digital mission with its various layers would significantly streamline your healthcare journey would improve your healthcare experience and you know the attempt is to at least take away the stress the administrative stress of uh, you know of healthcare today if you get an ailment there are two levels of stress right ek to bimari hai you have a certain ailment and you have a stress of that ailment but an equally large stress is from the process and the payment part of it so the hope is that through this we'll be able to take care of the second level of stress i think that that will be a huge uh, would you say welcome step for for all consumers but uh, thank you for that fascinating uh, insight uh, so with i mean I, with that the podcast comes to an end so from the business line team and myself thank you so much for your time thanks a lot jyoti